everyone. I'm Corey Hain. And I'm Ariel Daves. And you're listening to The The Dirt Dirt Road Road Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Corey. And I'm Ariel. And you're listening to The Dirt Road Show. And we have on the podcast today, Mr. Timmy Brown. Timmy, say hello. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Corey. Hey, Ariel. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on The Dirt Road Show. Timmy, you grew up in Massachusetts, and you got started in country music. Tell us how you got started, why you got started in country music specifically. What was it that kind of jump-started your music career, even from a kid? Uh, yeah, so I grew up in the small town, Norton, Massachusetts, about like 50 minutes south of Boston. And I really grew up listening to country music. My dad and my grandparents would have it playing all the time, and... Um, I remember when I was a kid, I was probably, I don't know, like nine or 10 years old when my dad would play the Shania Twain album, like nonstop. And wait, play uh, gar- uh, I don't remember which one it was, but like, I, I just know all her songs. So let's um, go girls. I know. Right. And then <laughs> he would play like Randy Travis and Garth Brooks. And I, I just always loved, I loved music, like any type of music, but like I, I always grew up listening to country. It was part of, part of my whole thing. So when did you start getting serious about like playing and singing and what did that look like? Um, so I started playing piano actually when I was four years old. My parents walked down the hallway and caught me playing on this mini kid like child keyboard that I had. I would play by heart like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and stuff like that by ear I, I guess. And uh, so they started me with piano lessons but then I was probably like nine or ten years old when I really started to fall in love with singing my dad got me a karaoke machine and i would i was able to like record on blank cds like the songs that i was singing and um i know it's kind of cool i and love that i know it's this actually kind of a cool story my dad owned a restaurant at the time too so i would record like four or five songs on the karaoke machine on the cd to like karaoke tracks then he would bring it into his work and like play it over the restaurant uh speakers oh my so God. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of always cool to, that's kind of when I started to get my confidence because then I would help out. I would, I was like 12 years old going into the restaurant and I would help out, help him out, like clear off the tables and everyone would be like, Timmy, you have such a good voice. Like, and I was only 12, so my voice hadn't changed yet, but it was a pretty cool experience. That's where I definitely got my confidence from, from people just always complimenting in the restaurant. And I would be yeah. like, all right, I'm going to make a bunch of CDs. You're like, yeah, I do. You want to hear more of this? <laughs> There's more where that came from. <laughs> Very sweet. So you said that your dad and um, everyone listened to country music kind of growing up. But was anyone in your family ever musical? Um, yeah. So my dad played the trumpet like forever. And um, my great, I guess my great, grand, great, great aunts and uncles or grandparents like on my grandfather's side, my dad's family, um, they had like a trio, like these three girls that were, had a trio singing trio and they were like really popular back way back. And my great grandfather used to, uh, build, uh, violins and guitar, acoustic guitars. So. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what the, what the, like what the trio's name was? I don't know. My grandfather sent me like a screenshot of a, like, newspaper article he found i'll have to get it from him but even my mom's side was super musical like my nana she was the one that really got me into piano because i would be like i have a picture of me at like 
eight months old sitting at the piano just like pressing keys down so oh my gosh yeah. that's kind of cool Cute. great that memories so cool. too yeah <laughs> yeah so when when was this like transition from okay you're you're singing in your dad's restaurant i know just to, for fun like a hobby just yeah. for fun yeah. <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden now you're in nashville what was the transition there like what did those years look like um so then i kind of went through like middle school and high school and I would just sing around my friends for fun or in the car and just like jokingly. And then I think my junior year of high school, my friends were like, why don't you just join chorus? And it wasn't the cool thing to do, obviously, back then. Um, yeah, it is to me. I, I know. Well, now about. it is. Like, yeah. But I was like, you know what? I really <laughs> love singing. Lee hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, that, no, I think it was out. I graduated in 2010. So, um, yeah, me too. Then I was just like, you know what? I like singing. I'm going to join chorus. It was, I was a junior and I was the only guy in chorus. And then my senior year, two other guys joined. So I started the trend in my high school. And, uh, then I just started taking voice lessons. My chorus teacher in high school was awesome. She got me really into connected with the vocal teacher that she had. And that's kind of when it all really started. And I uh, went to college for two years and I decided that I wanted to stop when my grandmother got sick. She had breast cancer and I just like was a server at a restaurant. I would play a gig here and there on the weekends. And then when she passed away about eight, seven years ago, I uh, decided to quit everything. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to focus on songwriting. I'm going to go to Nashville. I'm going to perform shows, book a bunch of shows. And that's kind of how it started. Did you know anyone in Nashville already? Like to get connected with? Not So I had a guitar player that was in my band back in Massachusetts that grew up um, working in the studios down here. So he was a huge help on, cause he still knew a bunch of people down here and he brought me like seven or eight years ago down here and introduced me to a bunch of people. So that was definitely easier for me, um, to kind of like feel a little bit more comfortable cause I was really, com really comfortable with him. And, uh, I, I trusted everything he told me and, uh, he definitely helped me out, uh, to get my start here in Nashville for sure. And then it just snowballed after that meeting a bunch of people. And then I met, my producer Josh and now now we're here. <laughs> nice. Yay. You have a ton of music out. Tell wow. us about your songwriting journey. Um yeah, I know I, I kind of release a lot. Uh but I was just like, you know what, I have it. I'm writing these songs, so why not? And then it's kinda of helping me like this year I have a bunch coming out that I can't wait for. But it I always say like why not release it and see what happens and then that that kinda of helps me navigate my way and sound yeah. and just like the type of artist I want to be just not that like everyone's like opinions going to really like I, I appreciate everyone's opinion but sure. not all of them are going to really influence me so uh, it's just nice to hear everyone's opinions and um, like my songwriting has gotten a lot better just by releasing all these songs and working with people and I'm appreciative that like Josh has really been a huge mentor of mine and it's helped me with songwriting and just life and everything. He signed up to be my producer, not like my therapist at the same time, but he's, he's a little bit of everything. <laughs> he got the job anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been like a really good fun journey seeing all my fans. Like I can't thank my fans from Massachusetts and new England because they helped me get started and just like all the new people that are hopping on the train and just supporting my music. And it's helped me open up even more in my songwriting and, so that that's what that's really cool thing to see that people want to hear what I have to say in songs. So do you do a lot of co-writing or do you 
do more like solo writing? Uh, I do a lot of more, a lot more co-writing. It's just like more fun for me. And, um, I mean, I, I sit down and write ideas down, but I don't actually finish many songs by myself. I usually bring them into a room it's just, it's kind of how it's been a lot for a lot of people lately, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I work off of people's energies better instead of me just getting stumped on one line or something. Who are some of your favorite people to write with right now? Um, I mean, everyone, but like, uh, <laughs> tell I, the truth. Timmy. No, honestly, I love, <laughs> I love new experiences and I like writing as much as I can. So like if anyone takes the time to want to write with me, then I appreciate that so much. But like Josh and I have such a cool vibe in the room. Um, we have this guy, Robert Arthur, who's uh, been writing with Josh and I a lot. And also my best friend in town, uh, Alec McGilvery, um, which he's freaking awesome. He's an artist. He's got some new music coming out and he's doesn't give him enough, doesn't give himself enough credit. So you guys should go check him out too. Okay. Yeah. We totally will. Did you say Alec McGilvery? <laughs> McGilvery. Yeah. M-A-C. G-I-L-L. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to spell, but that, that'll help you out. <laughs> if I don't see it um, on paper or a screen, then I, I can't spell out loud. No, that's fair. <laughs> I want to know a little bit, Timmy, about... So you've been in Nashville for, what did you say, three or four, three and a half years? Like three and a half years, yeah. But you had been obviously coming back and forth for a long time. What keeps you going as far as, you know, like, this is what I want to do? Because you have been doing it for a while. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I've been traveling here. I, I was coming here once to Nashville, once a month or every couple of weeks for the last eight, seven, eight years. And then I decided to fully like move here three and a half years ago. And I just, I've always loved music and I honestly can't see myself doing anything else. So I just put all my heart and effort into it and it makes it way easier when people actually want to listen to my music and support me. So like everyone that does that, my friends that push me to be better, my family, the people that are around me think that that just mm-hmm. keeps pushing me because, uh, I've always wanted this and like everyone has seen it since I was a little kid. So I just keep that drive. And yeah, I mean, everyone has a bad, I actually don't like to call them bad days, but everyone had has days where you just have to like reset yourself, take a break and yeah. then get back to it. But, um, yeah, so it's just, it's really awesome having people around me that support me. That's definitely what keeps me going. So. I'd love to talk about your song, If You Were Here. Yeah, my that's uh, my favorite song I've written for sure, probably. Great, yes. Okay, so you had mentioned your grandma, and this song is about her, correct? Yeah, so my grandma uh, is a, was a huge part of my life, and obviously still is, even though she's not here, but she's definitely watching from above. And uh, I wrote that. I wanted to write a song for my family because my grandfather was so deeply in love with her. And my dad and my mom got divorced when I was younger. So like when I was 10 and I love my mom, I, I would, I would go back and forth. I still like have a great relationship with both of my mom and my dad. But, um, when I would go to my dad's house weekly, my grandmother was like my mother figure for that week. So she was just like a huge part of my life growing up since I was 10 years old. And Mm. I just wanted a song that like, I could just kind of like talk to her because it's like, this is what's been going on since you've been gone and grandpa's still all alone. And he would go like, he, he would go to her grave cause she, he had to move to Florida for a little while uh, with my dad. And he, before that he would go visit her grave for every single day, literally for three years since she had passed. So 
But um, he's getting a lot older now, but he tries. My dad still brings him uh, now that they're back in Massachusetts, still brings him once in a while to go visit her grave. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we got a People Magazine feature on that song. And it was just like a, I, I had written it and I know it was such a hard time for everyone with uh, like COVID and everything. People lost uh, family members and people that they were really close with. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to put this out because it might help other people that just dealt with uh, losing someone. So it just, I'm glad that everyone really connected with that song because that I, I put a lot into that and kind of opened up, told everyone wow. about it, how I was feeling since she was gone. So You said this was your favorite song that you've written. For sure. Did you write this one alone or did you I wrote it with Josh, anyone? just me and Josh wrote that one, yeah. But I had a I had an idea about it and he shot down like, two of my ideas that I had for it. And then I think we were just, we were like, all right, let's just talk about this. And I was like, well, if, if she was here and he's like, well, that's it. Like if you were here. So that's yeah. kind of where the song came mm. around. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Would, <laughs> um, would you be willing to play that for us? Sure. Grandpa had to move out of Boston. Everything he knew yeah, he lost it On a day in early spring When it all changed suddenly Now he's 1,300 miles from where you lay Where he used to visit every single day And he's still on gone And I want you to know if you were here, we'd still be Sunday cooking right before the game. And the laundry'd all be folded, and your house would look the same. And our family would be smiling instead of wiping off our tears. And I know it'd be fine if you were here. But Daddy hasn't left the house in days. Wandering around in a haze He don't know where to go But he'd want you to know If you were here we'd still be Sunday cooking Right before the game And the laundry'd all be folded And your house would the same And our family would be smiling Instead of wiping off our tears and I know it'd be fine if you here. I just made the move to Tennessee Finally to prove who I could be And I still hear a voice Telling me the choice is between who I am who I want to be And all the things you saw Inside of me I want to make you proud And I hope you know now If you were here We'd still be Sunday cooking Right before the game And the laundry'd all be folded And your house would look the same and our family would be smiling instead of wiping off our tears. And 
And I know it'd be fine if you were here Yeah, I know I'd be fine if you were here Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So good. <laughs> Man. Um, Timmy, I want to ask what kind of response you've gotten to that song since you put it out. Have you have you had any cool stories or people reach out saying thank you? Yeah, honestly. Uh, well, first off, the coolest thing was People Magazine feature that we got for the music video that I did. Um, and you can find the music video on YouTube, which is awesome. But everyone, so the way I did the music video, if you haven't seen it yet, um, everyone sent me I asked my fans to send me vid, uh, pictures of their like loved ones that they've lost. And we uh, hung them from a string behind me on the couch that we put in the music video. So um, all those people reached out and it's been pretty awesome because people have messaged me and send, use, use my song on TikTok and send me videos of just like their grandparents that they've lost or things like that. So it's really nice to, that people could connect with it because I felt so close playing that to my grandma like I felt like I was singing to her right in the room you know because it's just like a it's a message to her so um it's really nice that people connect with it too because I love that uh people can have that connection with loved ones that they've they've lost in the past I love that with country music everything is typically a story and right. with you you got to share your story and people all relate you know and I think country music is just the genre that is so relatable Exactly that's what that. I try to it's do with my all my songs you know I I I really write things that I've been through and mm -hmm. uh just experience even if they're drinking songs like uh, I take experiences from that you know and yeah. just put them into a song Something I really appreciate about that song. Well, first off, what a great idea to have your fans send in and people send in pictures. Like, that's just such a good idea. <laughs> I, I think Josh probably helped me with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can take some credit, too. <laughs> um, but I love the songs that have, like, specific elements in it. Like, I think of, um, the well, in, in your song right there, just about, like, when she passed away and then he mm -hmm. moved this many miles away right? and whatever, but how everybody's reacting. Um, but yeah, it, I just really enjoyed it. Nice job. Thank guys. you. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad you guys said, thank you so much. Are you currently working music full time or are you, do you have other stuff that you do on the side? No. So luckily this is all I do. And like, I, I know I keep saying thank you to everyone, but all, all my fans let me do this for a living. And I, yeah. I wake up every day. I really focus focus on music. I, I try my best to put out the best content and be a creative, the most creative that I can. And also like work, I work on myself mentally, physically and things like that. Like I've gone through a lot of depression and anxiety and things that everyone has, has to deal with. But I always say, if you're dealing with something like that, you're not alone because everyone deals with it every day, but there's ways that you can uh, get better and learn how to kind of deal with it. That works best for you. So um, yeah, I just, that's like one of my biggest things that I, I, I'm, I, I'm so thankful that I get to do this every day. So what are some, uh, things, some other things that you like to do for fun or what, what like makes you tick other than music? <laughs> uh, sports. I love sports, watching sports or, uh, just like working out, going for walks. I, I love cooking too. Like I'm, I try to make dinner, uh, every night when I have the time, if, if I don't like I'll, I'll like pre-cook for, 
uh, pre prep, whatever you call it. Heck yes. Mail, yeah. Mail prep. Uh-huh. Food prep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll do that. Like I'll cook, I'll go live on my TikTok and cook sometimes and just like hang out and, um, cook for the week. But like, yeah, just, I, I just like hanging out with my friends. Honestly, I'm such a dweeb. I like to play PlayStation. Sometimes I like to shut my phone or put my phone on the counter and then just go play a game of MLB or basketball or NFL yes. or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, that's I, fantastic. I actually grew up playing um, a bunch of sports and bowling was one of my biggest uh, sports. I don't know how I got into Well, I actually know how I got into it, but I don't know how I got good at it. Um, my mom was in a league and I would go when I was younger. She would like bowl in her league and I'd rent a lane. And my first job was at a bowling alley. So then I would get dropped off at the bowling alley and practice like 15 games after I was done working. And that's kind of how I got pretty good at it. That's fantastic. Do you, okay. I have to ask you, what's your best score ever? A three. I have a couple, like a handful of 300s. Perfect. Oh my games. Gosh. So. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I <laughs> actually awesome. took, I took like three years off from like, I hadn't bowled in a while. Cause I was in a league. And then once I like moved here, I, I just really focused on music. So I, I stopped bowling in a league and plus the league was in Massachusetts, but I went bowling with my friend, first week of January of this year and I hadn't bowled in like three years. What did I do? My second game I threw a 300. I don't know how I did it. I did it, but I did it. <laughs> it's, muscle, it's muscle memory. Whatever. I know. I was like, Oh, this is like, riding I don't know bike. what's happening. I haven't bowled in three years. <laughs> I have a funny quick story. When my husband and I went bowling for the first time, I was like, are you pretty good? And he's like, I'm all right. And he's like, what about you? I was like, I don't know. I haven't bowled in a, a long, long time. <laughs> and for some reason, just, it was hilarious. I got up the first two times I, I like bowled, just strikes. strikes. He's like, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, this is, oh my God. I said the I, I was like, I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> I must've, I must've got cocky or something. Cause then I was like, I was like, I need the rails. Can you put the rails up? <laughs> the, bumpers. the bumpers now. <laughs> yes. 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 The bumpers. That's funny. So, oh, that's it was fantastic. pretty great. Yeah. My friends don't like to go bowling with me because like, yeah, that's so <laughs> I funny feel like- though. Your husband was probably like, what the heck? You said you weren't good. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm surprising myself. He's thinking you're really like a bowling shark or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here every day. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> okay. So that's, well, first I have to ask, do you play soccer to me? I did. I grew up, I was actually uh, playing all year round from like seven years old until probably 15 years old. I would play futsal in the winter time and indoor soccer and then spring and fall. Like I was just really into soccer. Have you played in any leagues in Nashville? No, but I, I actually think I might join one. Uh, probably not this year, but like, I'm going to look into it for next year. One of my best friends is she, she loves soccer too. And she played for Belmont. So she's been like talking to me about like playing. I'm like, well, you played college soccer. Like I, I'm not, I played in high school and like as a kid, but I know it's for fun, so I might I might yeah. join next year. So, Timmy, what can we expect from you in the next um, months and year? So, yeah, I'm super excited this year because I have a lot of fun things coming up. Um, a bunch of shows in different areas, so that that's first off awesome. Still booking some for the fall, so I can't wait for that. I'm going back to New England for a lot, um, a lot of shows because that's where my fan base is really a, the big 
fan base is up there. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but we're going to try to spread out a little bit and then I have, uh, we're going to probably release five songs this year. So I got one coming out next month. Um, and then we'll release one a month pretty much after that until it gets close to the holiday season. Then I, I'm going to start promoting my Christmas album that we put out EP that we put out last year. So, um, yes, yes, I saw sweet. that. Yeah. So yes. I'm really excited. My next song, Hey There Heartbreak is coming up, uh, next month and I'm excited for that one. It's got a funny backstory to it and people seem to be connecting with it a lot and I'm really excited. Like I posted the uh, pre-save link today for the first time and we already have almost 400 pre-saves, I think. So Yes, <laughs> let's go, Timmy. Oh my gosh. Okay, can I like steer this in the direction of would you be willing to play that for us? Sure. I'm going to give you this backstory. I broke up with my girlfriend uh, like the end of 2020, like December of 2020. And the next month I came, I was home for the holidays and she's from New England, but she was pretty much living with me all of 2020 here in Nashville. And we broke, we broke up. Um, she stayed back home. Then I came back to Nashville after the new year for 2021. And it was like three weeks into 2021. And I was upstairs at doghouse watching football. Cause that's where me and my buddy Alec watch it. And, uh, who comes strolling up the stairs, my ex-girlfriend, and she was in town for a girl's trip because I cashed out right away. And I was like, well, this sucks. Uh, okay, you could have told me that you were coming here, but like, also, we just broke up. Why are you in Nashville again? And right. um, so I text, her friend called me 15 times because I walked out, didn't say a word to them. I ignored that, but then I texted her the next morning and I was like, hey, do you want to come over and talk before you start your day? She's like, no, it's a girl trip. The girl's trip, just because I'm in Nashville doesn't mean I don't, I want to talk about like us or whatever. And I was like, okay, well have fun. Like, that's cool. And then, um, the funny part is she posted on her Instagram story that she was in town. So I kind of knew it before she walked up on doc, like to doghouse, but I didn't actually think right. she would walk up to doghouse cause she knows that's well, where I watch football. Exactly. And, um, Alec and I, my friend, Alec, we wrote the song together, me and Alec McGilvery. We came up with the hook, Hey There Heartbreak, before she even walked up to the bar. Because I knew she was in town and I was like, I'm going to write a song about this. And so we came up with it. And then like an hour later, she walks up to the bar. I'm like, oh, this is great. So here it is. Hey there, heartbreak. Why'd you come to Tennessee? I thought things were all but over here between you and me. Hey there, heartbreak. Why do you look so good and green? I was ready to let go until I saw you cross the street. I thought you were a vision from my past. But since you're really here, I thought I'd ask. Is this really over? Cause I haven't told you things on my mind. If I tell you tonight, would you still come over? Do we need that closure? Honey, should be straight. Are we just here to say, hey there, heartbreak? Why you messing with my head? 
telling me forever than sleeping in his bed. Hey there, heartbreak. It's my life I have to live. I know that I'm not perfect, but I gave all that I could give. I thought we were built to make it last. But it's hard to think forever's in our past. Is this really over? Cause I haven't told you the things on my mind. If I tell you tonight, would you still come over? Do we need that closure? Honey, shoot me straight. Are we just here to say? Hey there, heartbreak. Hey there, heartbreak. Is this really over? Cause I haven't told you the things on my mind. If I tell you tonight, would you still come over? Do we need that closure? Honey, shoot me straight. Are we just here to say, hey, there, heartbreak? Hey, there, heartbreak. So that one's coming out next month. I can't wait for uh, everyone to hear that one. So yeah, we can't wait either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that I, is amazing. What a that song. That wasn't, uh, you like told a funny story, but that was not a funny <laughs> song. That was just, it was sad. I know, I know. It, I was, I was, well now, now I can laugh about it because like now that it's, uh, it's done with and I wrote it and like it, yeah. like during like all of last year when I was practicing it and we had just wrote it, I'm like, damn, like, wow, this sucks. But then I was like, you know what? This is like actually a really good song. I think I'm going to release it. It is really good. Yeah, I'm pumped. So obviously you didn't end up like getting back together with her or anything like that. You just. No, we're just not meant to be like, uh, yeah. she, she's not a bad person at all. No. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm friends with her family still because I they hang out like around the places I do back in Massachusetts. So like it it, it is what it is, you know, like yeah. some people aren't, aren't meant for each other. And like we tried it and it mm-hmm. is what it is. And like. No, no bad feelings. I got some good songs out of it, and I had yeah. good experience. Honestly, it helped me grow as a person too. So I, I can't, I can't say there was anything terrible about it. Yeah. When I was listening to that, this is full compliment. I was thinking like Randall King, "Hey Cowgirl," oh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, um, and how he d- he does that, oh, and I was cool. like, oh my gosh, this is this is like top notch song. That's quality. so awesome. Thank very, you. It was very. <laughs> Very well. Oh, thanks. Yes. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, you guys will have to pre-save that. Uh, like if anyone's listening, um, Absolutely. you can find me on socials. So like the pre-save link will be on my social media bio. So Timmy Brown Music on all socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Yeah, we will definitely <laughs> go pre-save. I was just thinking about like the last time I went through a like kind of a breakup, kind of a little bit of a broken heart. I literally remember this, Ariel. I like texted Ariel this like poem that I wrote and I was like I just needed to get it all out there and then after that I was like cool all right it's out there so that's good it feels it feels good yeah uh, uh-huh that's why I always say I always tell people even like I write in my journal daily sometimes I'll just start writing 
and whatever's coming to my mind, I just write it down. It's such a good thing, I, mm. I think, for everyone to do. Oh, my gosh. I totally agree. It needs to be – sometimes I just need to, like, sit down and get whatever – like, especially when you feel like – I feel, like, super anxious or my thoughts are racing. I'm like, right. I just need to write down and be like, why am I feeling this way? Okay, and what can I do about that? Nothing? All right, then forget about it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, that's what I always say. Like, it's huge. Even if you're not, like, a writer or a big – reader or anything i've always said just write down your thoughts and ideas sometimes it Mm -hmm. it helps a lot clear your mind you know timmy i feel like you are a very i want to say mature um and i want to say well adjusted and i mean that in the (laughs) kindest way i you just seem like a very cool person to like hang out with and just like you seem very content with where you are and yet continuing to push yourself and grow would you have any advice let's say for other artists who are out there struggling or um trying to figure out what their next step is do you have any kind of words of wisdom for them um yeah i mean i i've been i searched for it forever and like obviously things change so you're gonna always have to adapt but um i just think that like you really have to put yourself first, like as a person, uh, before anything else can happen. You can't please everyone. So you have to kind of disconnect from that and just do, do your music and do the things that you love for yourself and no one else. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what helped me really be content, but that didn't mean I need to stop. Like I'm, I'm so content, like I'm good. I honestly, it just keeps pushing me more and more. Yeah. And I always say just like, take time for yourself to like, it's really hard because we love doing musicians, artists, people love doing this so much. It's really hard to not get consumed by it 24 seven. So it's really important to put like some time aside for yourself, just like for personal things or just things that you enjoy other, other than what you're actual trying to do because that yeah. that's really important. Plus you need experiences and other things too, to keep going. So live life. Sure. That's yeah, you know, life, life is <laughs> yeah. a heartbeat, you know, it's like up, up, down, mm. up, up, down. And you have to have that downtime, yeah. you know, cause you're going up and you're releasing energy to other people where you deserve some of that. For sure. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way. I always say it's like catching a wave, but like up, up, down is, uh, like the, the same thing. But also when you have those down, I always say when you have those down moments, like take it in, appreciate them, even though it might be hard to appreciate, like you not feeling your best, but like try to figure out where, where it doesn't feel good and kind of go off of that. You know, I think that is such good advice. (laughs) Timmy, will you share one more time how people can find you and support you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find all my music on Spotify, Timmy Brown, but follow me on socials, Timmy Brown music on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff, Timmy Brown music. And I appreciate the follows. DM me, say hello. I always try my best as much as I can to say hi back to everyone else. So, but Thanks for having me, guys. I can't wait for the new music to come out this year. Timmy, we are so pumped. We're just going to keep <laughs> pushing people your way. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on The Dirt Road Show. Thanks, guys. Love you. Hey, y'all. This is Ariel again. And Corey's here, too. We want to thank you so much for tuning in with us today. To find out more about rising country artists, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirt Road Show. I actually don't like to call them bad days, but everyone has days where you just have to like reset yourself, take a break and then get back to it.